0: Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidanandamurtaye Nishpapanchaya Shandhaya Niralambhaya Jejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhaka karyai kadehaya namaste chit saratmane. Hetave samsarar mevaha samsara nava setave. Prabhav guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara. Guru-sakshat-para-brahma-tas-mai-sri-gurave-namaha namaha
1: om swarupa swa bhava namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self, I bow to your own self, your own existence,
0: your own beingness, your own self,
1: O oh, Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Namunamaha. Why are you not enlightened yet? Don't you wonder? I mean, you're a seeker, which is what got you here today. You
0: want more than life's activities can ever provide. Even when life is good, you want something more. You do yoga and meditation, or at least you'll meditate today. Many of you have gotten Shaktipat. The initiation that opens the doorway to deeper experiences and here you are at a program with chanting and now even a discourse about enlightenment plus i'll be leading you into meditation afterward maybe you'll even experience a taste of enlightenment
1: so why are you not enlightened yet clearly you're putting some effort into it you got here
0: I congratulate you i thank you for your interest in spiritual development and for giving me the opportunity to move you in the direction you want
1: to go inward deeper more expanded more bliss-filled yes so why are you not yet enlightened it's about participation
0: whatever you put your mind and heart into that's where you'll be headed I lived in my Baba's ashrams for many years, actually several of his ashrams, depending on where he was traveling and teaching. In his Los Angeles ashram back in the 1970s, one of my buddies was a tall guy, a very tall guy. He was a high school teacher in the inner city schools, and he was as tall as any of the basketball players. Also trained as a meditation teacher, he volunteered his time to teach the basketball team how to meditate. He taught them to meditate on the ball, swooshing through the net. And he taught them to meditate on the south, as we will do today. I was amazed that the high school athletic coaches were on board for this, but they saw the difference in their players' mental state and in the game scores. This was early on, it was another 20 years before Phil Jackson brought meditation to the Los Angeles Lakers with much publicized results. So, why didn't all those basketball players get enlightened? They gave full participation to the team and to the game. They meditated, so the team got good and won lots of games. For them, meditation was simply an adjunct, another athletic training technique. It was all about the game. Meditation made them better basketball players. Except every game ends. They go home. And then what? Every great moment in life is only a moment. Even when it lasts for an hour or a day or a week, it ends. Elvis learned this. Producer Marty Pacetta pitched Elvis, Elvis Presley, on doing a satellite-beamed music concert in 1973, the first ever. Elvis got off drugs, lost weight, revamped his act and staging, all per Pacetta's coaching. The concert was a huge success. And when it was over, Elvis went back to his hotel room, got some opioids, and dove right back into addiction. Why? Because he had been in an extraordinary bliss, singing to a billion and a half viewers in 40 countries, many of whom were probably singing along with him. How
1: can you ever get to that high again? Meditation. What you find inside is
0: even better, even greater and longer-lasting, as in eternal, never-ending, everlasting, ever-expanding the bliss of consciousness, longer than a moment. When you put your mind and heart into worldly things, you will have some highs and some lows and a lot of blah days. But when you put your mind and heart into consciousness, You will discover the consciousness that you already are. You will know your own self. That is the most fulfilling
1: thing of all. Why are you not enlightened yet? Because other things are more important to you.
0: I described it this way in my new teachings article. When you were a child, you outgrew your clothes every summer growth means you leave some things behind in adulthood the process is more internal you outgrow limited attitudes you outgrow your fears they can no longer hold you you lose the ability to hold a grudge or blame others for your situation your heart grows along with your willingness to participate i suspect That you're not willing to give up your grudges maybe you clutch at your limited attitudes you probably resurrect your fears if you're not growing and expanding inward it's because you hang on to the old stuff but the problem is the more you hang on to the old stuff the smaller your heart gets instead of having space in your heart for everyone in the world you can barely manage having five or ten people in there and one of them is probably kind of iffy anyway <laughs> i want your heart to grow i want your mind to expand i want your sense of self to deepen
1: i want you to want to get enlightened But. Do you want it? I don't mean you should leave your family or quit your job. It's not about becoming a hermit or
0: recluse, not even with the excuse of a pandemic to fuel your antisocial tendencies. It's not about living on top of a mountain peak or giving up your possessions. It's about infusing your life with a light and bliss. Of consciousness. For this, you need to base your sense of self deeper within, in your own self, in the consciousness that you are. When your mind grabs back at a puny and limited sense of self, steer it in another direction, right into consciousness. How do you do this? Repeat the enlivened mantra of this tradition Om Namah Shivaya, Om Namah Shivaya i bow to my own self i bow
1: to the consciousness that i am most of you have heard me say this before do more mantra
0: but this time i'm saying something more that you have to outgrow the old stuff growth means you leave some things behind in adulthood you outgrow limited attitudes you outgrow your fears They can no longer hold you you lose the ability to hold a grudge or blame others for your situation your heart grows in direct proportion to your willingness to participate when you experience the whole of who you are at the deepest dimension of your own existence you don't want your old outgrown clothes anymore they don't fit the shoes pinch your toes and rub your heels. You're not who you used to be. You're changing and growing from the inside out. You move that process along by meditating more, at least daily, Oh, preferably an hour, even up to three hours, but not more. How do you meditate? You repeat mantra while you're meditating. And, In the rest of the day, when you're not meditating, you repeat mantra. While you're doing all the things of your day, add mantra to them. You can repeat it silently or play a recording. Maybe sing it out and dance around the kitchen as you do dishes. This means there are two times
1: to be repeating mantra. When you're meditating and when you're not meditating. Think about it. Really, what's your alternative? Resurrecting your fears and limited
0: attitudes? Reinstalling old resentments? Reconstructing a limited sense of self that makes you feel terrible? You know what, that takes work. You actually have to work hard at feeling terrible. You put a lot of mental and emotional energy into being puny and small hard to deny your own divinity but you've mastered it now it's time to master something new that's part of growing that you learn new skills and you use them why are you not enlightened yet it's because you spend more time installing limitations than dissolving them Baba told a classical teaching story about mantra A seeker had tried repeating a mantra for enlightenment but felt he wasn't getting anywhere. His guru reassured him, but the seeker was impatient. He went to another teacher and he got a mantra that would invoke a demon and make the demon his slave. He figured that the demon would give him all the worldly things he wanted and then he'd be able to meditate all the time. He was warned. The only problem with this is that you have to keep the demon busy because if he's got any free time, he'll kill and eat you. No problem, said the seeker. I've got plenty of things for the demon to do. I want a home and family. I want land and crops. I want beautiful things. And to have lots of free time, he can do all my work so he used the mantra to summon the demon the demon appeared and said your wish is my command ah i want a house it took the demon three days to build the house hmm i want land and crops the demon got land and planted it all and used his magic to get the crops growing fast that took two days I want a wife and family. That took the demon a day. The wedding was arranged, planned, and completed all in 24 hours. Get me gold, get me jewels. Done. That took only a couple of hours. Then the demon began advancing on the seeker, saliva dripping from his demon fangs. The seeker said, "Uh, I, I, I I, uh, I, I want a lake. Okay, said the demon, and was back in an hour, stalking the seeker again. I want, uh, I want, um, build me a mountain on the farthest of my lands. The seeker was hoping it would take the demon a while, so the seeker could run off to his guru. What do I do? I have everything I ever wanted, but the demon is incredible, so fast, so strong, so scary. What do I do? Ah, so the guru gave him a secret teaching. The seeker went running back to his home, arriving there just in time for the demon's return. Feeling confident, the seeker told the demon, Plant a tall pole in the backyard. Done. Okay, now climb the pole and come back down again. Done. Okay, climb the pole again and come back down. Done. Okay, now keep climbing the pole and coming down. When you get to the bottom, climb to the top again, every time.
1: (sighs) The demon was kept busy and the seeker could be very peaceful. The demon is your mind. The pole is the mantra.
0: You need to make your mind climb the pole of the mantra. Over and over and over and over again. Otherwise, your mind will consume you, chew you up, and spit you out. You already know how that feels. Why are you not enlightened yet? Because you're trying to keep the demon busy with the wrong things. You can have all the things of your life, but they're things you have, they don't make you who you are. One yogi and her husband built a house on a hillside with an ocean view. They built in every convenience, including a lap pool. The windows were 20 feet tall, but they couldn't afford drapes to hang on them. So the yogi bought painter's drop cloths and made them into drapes. She was very creative and came up with lots of ways to deck out this fantabulous house but on a low budget. She felt, I am my house. She looked for every opportunity to bring people over and show off her new home. But she and her family were house poor. They couldn't afford it. But they couldn't leave it because I am my
1: house. No. You are more. You are so much more. Eventually, they had no
0: choice but to sell the house and move. She has been so much happier since then. She's not been limited to being a building, not even a beautiful building, not even an expensive and beautiful building. Whatever you think you
1: are, you are more. You are so much more. You are consciousness incarnate. You
0: are Shiva in a human form. Your essence is divine.
1: Your own self is consciousness itself. Oh, Shiva. What I'm talking about is
0: renunciation. When you outgrow the old stuff, when your fears can no longer hold you, when your limited ideas about who you are simply don't fit anymore, this is renunciation renunciation is a great yogic teaching a mystical secret and the problem is that most mystical teachings are misunderstood renunciation is not rejection or abandonment it is a process of growing up you leave behind the childish things of yesteryear you grow into your own self you're not enlightened yet because you haven't grown up you'll grow faster if you participate with the process you'll grow into your own self when you let go of who you think you are for this you have to actually focus on your own self it's all about participation the very first meditation group i ever found back in the 70s Recommended that you give 10% of your day to enlightenment. They recommended meditating two and a half hours a day. I was astounded. Well, they were nice folks, and I was very interested in meditation. I couldn't imagine that I could carve out so much time in a day for my spiritual pursuits. So I went looking for another group and another teacher. I landed in Baba's lap. He said, meditate, but he didn't say how much. And he gave me shaktipat, which lit an inner fire in me that fueled my meditation without even trying. I began meditating three hours a day from 3 to 6 a.m. When I'd surface from the deep blissful immersion I was experiencing I often found my school-aged children lying on the floor around me. They loved my meditation. So did I. But the saving grace was, while I was meditating three hours a day, I needed five hours less sleep each night. I actually gained two hours a day. That was important for me, especially as a working mom best of all I started getting happy I had more energy yes but it was loving and a happy energy instead of frazzled and angry energy my whole family benefited but that wasn't why I was meditating that was not my goal I wasn't meditating so that my family life would be better I wasn't meditating so that I could score more points by making more baskets I was meditating so that I would experience my own self. The goal
1: of meditation is self. So you become more you, O Shiva. Now,
0: I do practices more than three hours a day. But that's because Baba expanded my idea of what spiritual practice is. It's not just when I'm sitting with my eyes closed. I'm practicing when I'm chanting, when I'm writing a discourse for you and offering it. This is my guru seva, my way of serving not merely you, but serving my Baba. My whole life is suffused with the bliss of consciousness because I choose to live this way.
1: And I still live in a house. I have clothes and food. I have not left the world. Really,
0: I mean, Where can you go that you won't be in the world? Even in a cave, you're still sitting in gravity. You're still breathing air. You're still experiencing day and night. The world is part and parcel of your being, but is not your whole being. You are more. I want you to want the more that you already are.
1: Why are you not enlightened yet? Hmm. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.